Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. This past Saturday was the 20th anniversary of the darkest day in American history. I'm talking about 9-11. But now, 20 years later, has this divided country of ours learned anything? I'd like to be able to say yes, but seeing is believing, and I ain't seeing. If you ask me, we haven't learned a damn thing. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And I, I got to admit, with the NFL season opening up this past weekend, you know, being the opening weekend, week one, and also here in New York with the Mets and the Yankees playing each other in a Subway series for three games, I had full intentions initially of talking about one or the other, a little bit of both for this week's podcast. But, I mean, none of us, I like to say none of us can forget 9-11. But in particular, uh, as I was watching the ceremonies uh, about 9-11 and remembering prior to the Mets-Yankee game on on Saturday, there was no way I was going to continue with my game plan. I had to talk about 9-11, and that's what I'm going to talk about here, folks. I'm not going to make it long because there's been so much said, but it really struck me, and I said, you know what? The point needs to be made. I mean, first of all, you know, what can you say? When you think about it, really, what can you say when we think about all those lives that have been lost? I mean, really, think about it. What the hell can you say? I don't know what there is to say. I know that 2,977 lives were lost from within the towers. I know that 343 firefighters were lost going into those towers. I know that 37 Port Authority cops were lost. I know that 23 members of the NYPD were lost. There was something like eight or nine medical technicians from emergency units lost. And and all I was seeing were these things about never forget. Never forget, we can never forget. But I think... This country has forgotten. You know, this once a, once a year remembrance, and I'm not saying you have to dwell on something every day. Now, I'll go back to a, you know, another dark day in American history for Americans, uh, you know, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. You can't forget all those men that were lost. But, and I'm not comparing dark days. A dark day is a dark day, okay? Well, let, let's, let's agree on that. But I was watching so much of the, the, quote, the ceremonies at uh, City Field 
And watching the faces on the Mets and watching the faces on the Yankees. And, you know, those ballplayers from today basically were all babies back then. Little whippersnappers. You know, youngsters. And they had, but, but they had some of the Mets, you know, coming in along with firemen and cops. Some of the Mets from the Mets teams of that year when 9-11 happened. Okay? And they had the managers there. Bobby Valentine and Joe Torre, respectively, from the Mets and the Yankees. And all what they spoke about. And, and, and the big thing that they spoke about was how in this dark, tragic, miserable freaking day and period in our history, how they all got together. It, it sounds cliche-ish, but they put everything aside and they all got together. You know, and they spoke about the first game back after the tragedy. And who was the first game back against? The first game back was against the Mets' arch rivals. And, and the Atlanta Braves. And prior to the game, you know, they're all wearing, you know, NYPD hats and, and, and um, you know, firefighters hats and, you know, various hats. And the players prior to the game were hugging each other. From the Braves, arch rivals. The teams that don't like each other, didn't like each other, arch rivals. Chipper Jones, a Hall of Famer you know, on the Braves, was talking about how, yeah, he, he kind of knew that the game didn't matter, that there was something bigger going on. He, he even knew that it was justified, he said, for Mike Piazza of the Mets to hit the game-winning home run. They all they hugged before the game and they hugged after the game. They knew when I say they knew what the score was, they knew the score was something that was more important. The lives of a city and people coming together and healing. And why am I bringing this up? Because that was 20 years ago. And then on Saturday night, I also watched the same thing. I watched the fans in attendance. And, and trust me, some of those fans were Democrats and some of those fans were Republicans. Some of them were on the left. Some of them were on the right. Some of them were in between. But you know what? You, you know what the difference was on this Saturday night? They were united as one. They were united as one. They didn't give a shit in plain lingo what you were voting for. They All they cared about was we were one. We are one. We need to honor those who, were, who perished. We need to be united, not divided. That's what I got to see. Just like I got to see that 20 years ago, I got to see it this past Saturday night. And, and it got me remembering where I was and what I was doing on that day. Never forget it. On that beautiful day, I was running in the morning like I do my normal run. I do my normal run. I got up in the morning, 
did my run and finished it. So then I, and I run around a lake area. So then I get my car and while I'm running, uh, excuse me, a- after the run, I'm while I'm driving home, I'm listening to Imus in the morning. And quite frankly, at that time, uh, a fellow sportscaster, Warner Wolf, happened to be on the phone with Imus talking about from where his house was, he could see that something looked like a little plane. He thought hit one of the towers. And I says, wow. And then, you know, bits and pieces were coming in, coming in. So I rushed home. And there I was watching, you know, making a few phone calls to this one, that one, but a beep, but a bop. Did you see this? Did you see that? And sure enough, I'm watching. I remember watching the Today Show and boom, live. I watched the next, I watched the tower go down, the second tower. And at that time, I'm working for WWOR Channel 9, which the station was in Secaucus, uh, New Jersey. And my drive to work was about 20 minutes. So I figure, you know, I don't know how much sports I'm going to be doing today, but I better drive, get to work and see what they need because we were all focused on one thing, what needed to be done. As I said, it wasn't about Russ being a sportscaster. It was about Russ being part of a team, an American United team. So I get in my car and I'll never forget it. It's folks, it's it's for those of you not familiar with the area, uh, and and if you're not familiar, like it's it's across the highway from what is now MetLife Stadium, what was then Giant Stadium, and cars were pulled off along the side of the road, Route Three, watching, and that's what I'm driving past, and I'm and they they were watching the smoke billow out. They could see the crash, the skyline. They could see all that. And people were trembling, standing along the highway. Uh, highway, Consoling each other. It wasn't about who you vote for, who you like, who you don't like, who you want to criticize, who you want to praise. It was about how the hell did this happen to us? So then I got to work. And obviously... <laughs> We weren't worried about any ball games or what that night. Uh, you know, I had said to my boss, program director at the time, Will Wright. And uh, he came to me and says, you know what? How about you going to uh, a Red Cross Center and see how people are reacting? So I went to a Red Cross Center in nearby Nutley, Nutley, New Jersey. And for lack of a better term... It was a pain in the ass getting there because there were there were barricades and not barricades, detours and what you know. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew if we were still if we were still under attack. So I, we went to Nutley just to interview people, and it was standing room only because people were trying to break down the doors. That's what it seemed like, looking to break down the doors to get into the Red Cross Center so they could give blood. So they could give blood, because blood was going to be needed. 
And it really struck me because, I, I mean, I was looking at all kinds of different faces. I was looking at that you could tell some faces were well-to-do faces. Other, others were not well-to-do. Some faces were white. Some were black. Some were immigrants. Some were Americans. It didn't matter. They were all there, not divided, but united for one reason. I'll also never forget, I mean, Nutley, New Jersey was about 15 minutes from where the station was in Secaucus, New Jersey, Channel 9. It took us like five and a half hours, I kid you not, to get home because every road was, there was a detour and a block. That's how bad it was. But that's my point. Every one of us, it struck me, every one of us were united for the same reason. For the same reason. And, you know, just from a personal story, I'll I'll never forget the following Saturday, the Saturday that followed right after 9-11. It just, you know, here I was in the business doing different things. We weren't covering any sports. I certainly wasn't. Anything I could do to help in my little way what they needed me to do if they needed me to drive somebody, a reporter someplace. You know, it was that kind of week. But I remember on that Saturday, I remember on that Saturday distinctly, I said to my wife, I got to I gotta go down. I got to drive, try and get as close as I can because I got to see this up close for myself. I got to see the devastation. I remember like it was yesterday. And you can only get to a certain area. You could only get to a certain area. So I parked the car and I went the rest of the way on foot. At least I tried to. And you couldn't get across, for those of you who are familiar with downtown, I couldn't get across Canal Street. Well, they weren't letting people across Canal Street. All you saw were fences with photographs of people and people crying at those fences. Look, has anybody seen this one? I, I mean, there were like hundreds of photos. Has anybody seen this? This is my father. This is my mother. This is my sister. This is my brother. This is my son. This is my daughter. This is my grand. This is what was going on. And, it, you know, I like to pride myself on being a regular guy. And that's what the way I, I've always been sold on TV. And you know what? Fortunately, though, it was the one time I didn't mind being recognized. And one of the cop, cops, the guards at the gate, you know, at the crossing at Canal Street, recognized me. He said, uh, hey, Russ, how you doing? I said, like everybody else is doing. So what are you doing down here? I said, I wouldn't mind getting close. So they let me through. And I remember talking to construction workers and I remember talking to different people who were working down there and and, and with tears in their eyes. It, nobody was talking politics. They were just talking about the United States of America. That's all they were talking about. They, nobody, nobody gave a shit if you were a Republican, Democrat, left, right, liberal, in between, nothing. And I remember when I got real close and I could see down the block. 
the, 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 I'm, tr- I'm stumbling because it's hard to get the words out. Seeing it with pictures does not do justice to the devastation that you would feel if you saw it up close. And I remember trembling when I saw it. I remember calling my wife because she didn't want me to go down. My daughter, who was in college in Boston at the time, didn't want me to go down. People were scared. And I called my wife to say, you can't believe. And I was trembling, choked up trembling. That's what 9-11 was 20 years later, 20 years ago. And now 20 years later, it's the same, obviously, somberness and people are heartbroken over it and people talk about it and we remember our heroes and we honor the dead with, with great respect. But you know what? What about all those days in between from 20 years ago to this past weekend? What about all those days in between? You know what I say about all those days in between? We should be embarrassed. We've become a disgrace. Not just a national disgrace, an international disgrace. The rest of the world, to me, is laughing at us. Because all we do is fight. All we do is scream. All we do is point fingers. We, we don't look to compromise. We don't look to be united. We look to, if you say night, I say day. And I'm including everybody in this. To me, the left and the right, Democrats, Republicans, I don't care if it's Trump, Biden, whoever the hell you want, everybody is guilty in this. You know what they're guilty of? They're all full of shit. They're all pushing their agenda and nobody cares about what's important. And what's important is us, the United States of America, being united as one. That's what's important. It's solving a problem, not creating more problems. Not if you say night, I say day. If I say night, you say day. That's it. If I say it's sunny, you say dark. That's, That's what it is today. You say it's warm, I say it's cold. That's what it is today. There is... There can be no agreement because there can't be a civil discussion because nobody is interested in solving anything. Everybody is interested in their own agenda being right. It's not even that they want to be right. They want you to be wrong. So you tell me. Then I started to say to myself, I'm watching this this weekend and I'm saying, it, it keeps saying, never forget, never forget. And you know what I did? I'm recording this podcast on a Sunday night. So it'll be posted tomorrow morning, which is Monday, whenever you hear it. You know what I did earlier today? I was at the Giants game, you know, when they lost to the Denver Broncos. But I'm not getting into the game. I'm talking about the pregame with the American flag being out and people, we were remembering 9-11 there. And the big sign that goes across that you saw it at, at MetLife Stadium today, you saw it at City Field. You see it all over on TV and the papers and every place it splashed. Never forget. I think we forget all the time. Because if we were remembered and we remembered 
how a country is supposed to be and how you work for the betterment of the people, not for the betterment of your own interests. We wouldn't forget, but I think we do forget. Just to remember on 9-11, that ain't good enough. And I'm not saying we just to, to, to because we all have to move on. I'm, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying we have to talk about 9-11 every day. But 9-11 was the example of this country of unity, of getting together, of understanding one another, of standing as one. Of standing as one. Believe me, when they got Osama bin Laden, everybody was proud. I remember the, the World Series was going on. Was it the World Series? No, I think, was it a World Series? I just remember... Uh, there was a game in Philadelphia. I don't even remember if it was a series. No, no, it wasn't a series. It was, it was a game. And, and uh, I, I really, it, it, it slips my mind. But what I do remember was when the whispering was going on. The word had, had been kind of been sending around that they got Bin Laden, they got Bin Laden, they got Bin Laden. When they got him, everybody was happy. You know, when I say everybody... Republicans were happy, Democrats were happy, left was happy, right was happy, in between was happy, moderates were happy, bitta beep, bitta bop, bitta boop. Americans were happy. Now we can't even get, we can't even get happy over uh, a terrorist being killed. Well, whose fault was that? Should we have done this? Should we have done that? And, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but it's the same shit what's going on with Af- Afghanistan and how we handled it. Nobody can get together. That's what I'm talking about. We are a country that is divided, and as far as I'm concerned, we remain divided. I think it's a national disgrace. So to me, if, if you want to remember something about 9-11... I say this as we move forward from today. Yeah, remember the dead. Honor those with respect. Keep them in your minds and keep them in your hearts. The 343 firefighters, the um, 37 Port Authority cops, the 23 NYPD cops, the emergency technicians, the 2,977 loved ones who went down in the tower. Remember all of them. But also remember, we were a united country for at least a little bit of time. And I look at this past weekend and I say we were a united country for a little bit of time. But I also hate to say this, by tomorrow the next day, that time will have passed. And we'll be back to the pissing and moaning and finger pointing and lack of compromise all over again. So when they say never forget, yeah, I agree. Never forget. But as the former head coach of the Giants, Tom Coughlin, used to say, talk is cheap, 
played a game. Talk is cheap. Play the game. And uh, there's a lot of talking, but nobody plays the game right anymore. Certainly not fairly. You know what they say? There's no I in team. Well, our political parties and a lot of us, it's all about I. It's my way or the highway. It's not what's good for all of us. So yeah, you want to never forget? Never forget. But never forget the right way, not the wrong way. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on this podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Big time thank you to my home here at Believe.com, the number one podcast network for professionals. And above all, as always, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you out there, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everybody. And remember, really, I mean really remember, never forget. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.